What's up, guys? Welcome back to the NFL Podcast Mojo, um, or the Mojo Podcast NFL Edition is what I was really trying to say. But, you know, we just had to do it backwards today because it is week two and we're already, you know, struggle busting. Anyway, we are into our first week of preseason. On the previous episode, we kind of talked about who we were looking forward to, what we were kind of looking, you know, forward towards as far as looking at preseason. Laura, what did you like out of week one? What did you not like out of week one? You said off air, your Seahawks won. We all know it's preseason, so we can't get too carried away, but your Seahawks did win. Seahawks had a great win. It was a little bit touch and go there for a little bit with the Vikings. We were even up at about the half, but no, they pulled through and they had a good win. It was nice to see a few of those younger players coming on, but... um you know, like you said, we didn't really get to see any one of the, any of the star players. I think there's a lot of injuries to be aware for with the Seahawks. I think Jamal Adams, we don't know where he's going to sit. And so I think preseason for us is not really enough of a kind of idea of how we're going to translate through the season. But I'm going for four wins for the Seahawks over the first six weeks. So I feel like it's going to be going to be OK. Um, you know, very excited to get the win. Very excited to see Philadelphia lose. It was a great start. <laughs> That's uh, uh, Jamie, you just been called out, my friend. You know, you didn't kind of you weren't with us last uh, last episode. So Philadelphia did lose their first preseason game. Your insights on kind of how their offseason went, thoughts on Philly during the first week of preseason. How are you feeling apart from a little bit sad? Um, I was sad until I found out that the Ravens have now won 24 preseason games in a row, which is an absolute joke of a stat, to be honest. I don't know how the hell you pull that off. Um, but yeah, I think the offseason overall has been really good. We had a nice draft, picked up, uh, what Jalen Carter with the ninth pick. Nolan Smith looks nice. Even Kelly Ringo. Uh, it's the running joke that we're now the Philadelphia Bulldogs. You know, I'm sure we've all seen this stuff before or heard of it, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, good free agent acquisitions as well with DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny. Our entire running back core now is the total, the salary total is the exact same as Miles Sanders. And then, yeah, in regards to today, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. We had Mariota looked okay whilst he was in and Tanner McKee, the rookie that we drafted super late in the draft. He can rip it, man. Like he's a big guy and I was really excited to see him. And then Ian Book came in. I'd never heard of this guy. I don't think I'll ever hear of him again because it was pretty, pretty bad. But yeah, you know, it's preseason. You, you, you take the little, the little morsels you can get. It, it helps back up what you believed going in and it shouldn't dissuade you from any negative beliefs in that sense. Uh, well, I'm definitely not, you know, feeling negative towards the uh, Bears performance. Riley, we saw DJ Moore with a 62 yard pass touchdown. Um, we saw Khalil Herbert with a 56-yard pass from Justin Fields touchdown. I think uh, there was a very odd stat where um, Justin Fields was four for four on his completions. So good for him. Um, exciting things for the Bears. It was good to see them pull off a win. They did go a whole quarter without scoring. Um, what were your takeaways from the first week of preseason for the Bears? Yeah, look, I was pretty happy with everything i mean when like you said when you have a full completion i think he was three from three um 129 two touchdowns he only threw the ball i think collectively probably six yards beyond the line of scrimmage for the two touchdowns it was um screens which 
isn't exactly what I want to see, but hey, a win's a win. But you, what I what I did like from Justin, I don't know if it was just his preseason mentality or whether it was the specific game plan, whatever it was in, in terms of just protection, but he just got the ball out. He he could have, especially the Khalil Herbert one, he could have, he escaped the pocket. He could have kept going, made a run. He didn't, he just dumped it. Um, and then you could see the line coming down. So it was most likely designed, but just to see that would have been a, a situation in like normal game where he would have tried to have gotten that first down himself. Um, so it might be a bit of maturity that he's got now, which is good to see. I was watching something earlier this week about the Bears coaching staff and how disciplined our players were. So having so many new pieces coming in and having control of their their parts of the team and, and making sure that we have like a clean clinical game um, because I think that was a big issue with us last year, just dumb penalties blowing so many either first downs or or new sets of downs and, and forcing us back. Um, that's something that will hopefully help us, you know, put more points on the board or, or at least help fields get better. So, yeah, pretty happy. Uh, Alex and Riley, as, as Chicago fans, what do, you, what do you expect overall from the pass game this year? Um, I think you're going to see a lot of just quick release from Justin Fields. I think you're going to see what he did here, some screen passes. I think that's going to be their biggest issue is if he can release the ball quickly, get it out quickly, give him options to get out of that pressure as quickly as he can versus running down the field. I think we saw him do a lot of running last year, which, you know, when this is kind of your last season as a quarterback, the last thing you want to see is getting uh, see him get injured. Um, so I think just kind of quick play from him. At least that's what I think they're going to do with him. Yeah, I think they've got a, a good receiver core now. DJ Moore is – he has more receiving yards coming into the Bears than any other Bears wide receiver ever has, ever. Wow. Yeah. So to have somebody like that, like I remember – like I am – I play wide receiver. I remember starting to watch the Bears and not finding anybody – and then Johnny Knox was like the biggest wide receiver that Chicago had at the time. And he ended his career with a spinal injury. Yeah. So um, I, I'm i really happy to see like a, a true number one receiver on the team. And then with Claypool and um, Mooney to be that stretch of field to make that safety pull or to force the linebackers to like that, have that mismatch. Honestly, I need feel I strongly dislike running quarterbacks. I I just love watching a quarterback step in the pocket, throw the ball. I think it's interesting. There's a running back for a reason. I don't mind a designed running back play every now, a uh, quarterback play every now and again. Or if the quarterback can run and and does, do it. But as exciting as it might be at the time, it's just not. It's just the longevity of it isn't there. Like you want your quarterback to be that franchise 10, 15, 20-year player. You don't want them to be riddled with injuries after seven or eight and looking at how many hits they've taken or they're simply just you built a team around their run and now they can't do it anymore, which I think is what kind of happened with Seattle, to be fair, with with Wilson. They had such a good game with his complement run game that they ended up, putting the ball in his hands way too much and and 
he just didn't have that confidence to throw the ball anymore as he got older. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, a lot of teams have done well, Bears especially. So it was good to see them get a win. It's exciting times for the Bears. As Riley said, it's exciting to have a true wide receiver one. Uh, Wins from the past week. We had the Texans over the Patriots. Sorry, Dan. Uh, We had Seahawks over the Vikings, Packers over the Bengals, Falcons over the Dolphins, Steelers over the Bucks, Lions over the Giants, Commanders over the Browns, Cardinals over the Broncos, Bills over the Colts, Bears over the Titans, Jets over the Panthers, and the Jets shut out. The Panthers, we'll get back to that in a minute. Jaguars over Cowboys, Ravens over Eagles, Chargers over Rams, Saints over Chiefs, Raiders over the 49ers. 49ers with interesting quarterback kind of system happening there. Trey Lance, I don't think, is the right guy for them, but I think they might be saving Brock Purdy. As far as these wins are concerned, were there any surprises from anyone? Were you surprised to see such close games, especially with the Commanders, Browns, Broncos, Cardinals, Colts, Bills? Jamie, I'll let you take this first. This is a question to the group. Any surprising wins there, or is it just too early to tell? Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, it's still still week one of the preseason, so it's hard to know what to take forward as a truth. Uh, as like an objective truth into the season. Um, watching the Saints-Chiefs game, I was I was actually quite surprised at how comfortable Derek Carr looked straight away. Um, I think that he's definitely an upgrade over what they've had the last couple seasons, uh, including the final season of Noodle Arm, Drew Brees. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he's like come the regular season. I think Kamara could be someone who could really benefit from him. Um there was one play, I think, in the I think it was the first or the second drive where the Chiefs sent a blitz, and uh, I think number sixty from the Chiefs managed to get through. And just before he hits Car, Car offloads it to Kamara over the top. Very efficient, and yes, yeah, so I'm actually quite high on the Saints this season. I think they've got a, a relatively easy schedule. And then, in terms of anything else notable, I was surprised at how long the Bills played Josh Allen for. I thought he might just be in for a drive, maybe two. I mean, I think he started the second half at some point or maybe only just finished the first, but his backup who came on looked very eerily similar to him. So I'm trying to just have a look at numbers and make it out. Um, but yeah, my last thought would be the, the the double LA game with the Rams and stuff. I think it's actually quite an important preseason for the Rams, especially the amount of rookies they have on that roster is absolutely bonkers and so these are there's a lot of players through the preseason that are going to be able to put themselves over the top and actually get a a good regular season standing I think. Riley any surprises from week one surprising wins surprising moments? I wouldn't say surprise I mean this is where teams you know they they found a defensive scheme that was working on their offense during the offseason at mini camps and they go let's see how that goes and a defense it fucking crumbles and a team throws a 99 yard touchdown pass like it's it's ridiculous um i think the cj stroud hate that came from his game i think he threw I think at one point he has three attempts for two interceptions or something like that and negative five yards or something re- like really ridiculous, which kind of not complimented, but then you had the Panthers not scoring anything um, with 
uh, Young there and then the Colts going down to the Bills with Richardson there. I think the Colts game plan is out the window now with with Jonathan Taylor. I think they are absolutely screwed Um, with somebody like Anthony Richardson, that tandem running back would have been perfect. Now they're kind of out. What I, what I did really, really like was just the, the hype of everybody, just the, the players that were on the sideline. I think his name was Rourke, um, the quarterback for the Cowboys. He almost got sacked, broke a few tackles, was getting held by his ankle and still threw like an absolute dart for like a 38 yard touchdown. And he's watching like Prescott and everybody on the sideline getting like hyped. Like it's a preseason game. Some of these kids, it's like, it's their future. And I just like, that's what I love about the preseason. These kids have gone undrafted or they weren't the top receiver. They weren't the top lineman and they're just having blinders. So I look forward to seeing more growth. Yeah, that was that was great to see him there. Uh, Laura, you're kind of before we move into some uh, interesting signings and some free agent kind of chat, your surprises led down to whatever final thoughts on week one of the preseason. Yeah, I think we've got to actually give an honorable mention to the Tampa Bay Bucks this preseason. You know, they didn't take the win against the Steelers, but, you know, preseason doesn't really count, I guess, unless you're the Eagles. But We've got a really interesting situation happening down there in the quarterback room. We've got Baker Mayfield that's been brought in in the offseason. We've got Kyle Trask and we've got John Wolford, all three of them kind of battling it out. And I've always been a little bit of a secret Baker fan, but disappointed with how he's translated to the NFL. But um, I think Baker had a really good showing out, no interceptions, which is a huge day for Baker. It's a day to write about for Baker Mayfield and his family. They'll probably be an ad about it on TV soon. But, you know, he had a solid day, eight of nine for about 60 yards. And I think there's a little bit of hope. And I think that job is his for the taking if he goes up there for it. So I'm excited to continue to follow what kind of happens with that quarterback situation. I think there'll be a lot of fun to come out of that this preseason. Definitely. And like we said, it's nice to see Brady not on the field or even on the sideline. But we're going to move into some two interesting signings that have happened this week. We saw Zeke Elliott, my boy from Ohio State, go and sign with the Patriots on a one-year deal. And we saw Dalvin Cook go sign with the Jets for a one-year deal. Laura, I'm going to give this to you first. Good signings for both these running backs. Interesting signing for the Jets considering their running back room. Is this a last chance for Zeke? What are your thoughts on these two signings for these two prospective teams? I'm actually quite excited for Zeke to be um, up in the cold. I think, you know, I didn't know where he was going to get signed personally. I thought he might have been getting offered a little bit less than what's worked out. So I think this is a great deal for him. It's a chance for him to get out there and play ball. I think him with Mac Jones, if he's playing this season, I think will be an outstanding pairing, the two of them. And it will kind of what Riley was talking about earlier, you know, split up that game and take the pressure off Mac completely once Zeke is out there. Um, So I think that's a great signing, you know, the Zeke, the Juju pickups. I think there's been, there's a little bit of magic that will come out of that. You're welcome, Dan. Um, With the Jets and with, who did he just get? Oh, Dalvin Cook. I think that's a great pickup. Dalvin Cook's an outstanding running back. I don't know where he's at with his injury, though. There's a little bit of a question mark there still. 
Um, I don't, from what I've heard and what I've read, I don't know if he'll be a week one starter. And I don't think they need to start him in week one either. You know, you've still got a little bit of depth in that room. You've still got Aaron coming in. You know, he's calling Garrett Wilson the next Devontae Adams. So, you know, they're clearly quite confident in the run game over that side of town. So I think they've got a little bit of leeway with Dalvin Cook. So they can kind of wait and make sure that he's where he needs to be. Um, for the for the start of the season with his injuries, so no, I think both are really good signings, and it's nice to have finally, after what we were talking about last week, see a couple of running backs get a little bit of money this week. That was a great start to it, but no, I'm excited. I think definitely um, Zeke is the best signing out of the two. Riley, do you think out of all the running backs that are still available, and we do have some notable ones, as in um, Kareem Hunt is still available as a free agent, as is Leonard Fournette. Having Zeke and Cook go to their respective teams, would you have expected to see a couple more of these free agent running backs signed already? Or were these two kind of the key ones that needed to get signed for this for this season to start? Um, I think I think they're probably the two backs that I'm gonna say deserved to get their money first. Um Kareem Hunt has been a tandem running back available in the past game mostly uh, for the Browns up until they, they let him go. Um, and the reason they did was because they had Nick Chubb who could who can literally do everything. He's just a, a truck. Let him Fournette as much as I love him. He's just bounced around too much. Um, he hasn't had that cohesion with the team enough, I think, to like work on honing in on his skills as opposed to learning a new system over and over again, whereas Zeke – has spent was it six, seven years with the Cowboys, um, mostly being their number one, and Dalvin Cook with the Vikings the same. So they've been that number one most of the time. There, three down back, you know, pass, catch, block, whatever it is. So to see them go, I think they were probably the better of the options. As much as I love Fournette. I think that those two were probably the better of the options given their previous experience and um, quality. Jamie, we still have quite a few players that are sitting in free agent as far as you've got Clowney, who was with the um, Browns. You have Jarvis Landry as a wide receiver who is with Tampa Bay. Um, You know, we, you've got Kenny Galladay, you've got, uh, Melvin Ingram, um, Julio Jones, Akeem Hicks, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. You know, these are some notable names that we've seen come out of these kind of contracts with these teams. Is there anyone in kind of the free agency that you're keen to, to get signed? Is there anyone you would like Philly to pick up maybe with some help with this preseason so they don't lose again? Um, but what would be your thoughts on kind of, these kind of standout players or, you know, big names that are sitting in free agency still. Is this what I get for missing one week? Just it's fully shots left and right. Yeah, oh, my Lord. Yep, that's exactly oh, my how it works, my friend. That's fair. That's fair. Um, out of the free agent list that's still available, I'd be interested. I mean, Riley mentioned it earlier with the Colts and Jonathan Taylor, that whole situation, who knows what's going to go on there. Um and just the name that we previously mentioned, Kareem Hunt. I would be interested to see him become the lead back in a system. Um, he seemed pretty efficient whilst being the second option. So who knows? If, and he's still relatively young. I think he's 
Well, I think he's, oh no, he's 28. Okay. So he's, he's, he's getting older in terms of running back years. Um, but still he's an efficient guy and it doesn't feel like he's had massive amounts of miles put on him, um, being the backup. So maybe, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt, the Colts. Um, I'd like, personally, I'd like the Eagles to sign another cornerback outside of Slay and Bradbury. Uh, we got very lucky last year with those two not getting injured, uh, especially at the age they're at. So I don't know, looking at the list, maybe a, an Isaiah Rogers played for Indiana last year. He's relatively young. I don't think he's too bad. Uh, pick up someone like him. Outside of that, I don't know. It'd be, I'd, I'd be interested to see where Carson Wentz goes, just as a Philly fan and, and keeping tabs on what happened to the man. Um, <laughs> but I'm honestly not sure what team is going to need him uh, as a backup at this point. I know maybe the Cardinals go for him, depending on what happens with their situation in Kyler. Who knows? Yeah, it'll, it'll be an issue on for sure. And um, I think we've got a very interesting preseason coming up because I think it'll be fascinating to see who else gets signed gets dropped we all know that especially when they need to kind of cut any rosters some big names do kind of get let go in the in these scenarios and situations with the nfl however it was a good first week in my opinion i'm very excited for football to be back um so we are going to kind of wrap up each episode of preseason with our predictions for these teams over unders all right, we are going to start off with the AFC East because let's be honest, everybody has been talking about the Jets since Rodgers went over there. So I guess we've got to get them out of the way so I don't have to keep talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets because as much as I love New York, I'm starting to get annoyed. So we've got uh, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. We've got the Bills at 10.5 wins. Uh, we have the Jets at... Nine and a half wins. Dolphins also at nine and a half wins, and the Pats are at Pats are at seven and a half wins. That's the uh, the line. Um, Jets just purely from Rogers. I hope they are under. I think they will be under. I think they've got actually a pretty tough schedule, at least at the beginning. I think so. I'll go with under there. The Bills, I'll go over. I'll, I'll give them better for the doubt that they're gonna have that have that experience. And then Miami, yeah, under Miami, and I'll say over Patriots just just to give Bill Belichick his his bad bad juju last year. That's what I'll yeah. <laughs> I just wrote down Bill Belichick over. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Although funny, I'll be it. Laura, what are your over under picks for this AFC East? Okay, I'm going over Bills, over Dolphins, under Pats, under Jets, under Pats, under Jets. Okay, mixing it up. I gotta say, I gotta piggyback off Laura's on those ones. She stole my picks there, so I'm gonna piggyback off that one and agree with her there. Yes, Jamie, no. you get the down. final say over under AFC East. What have we done? Uh, I've gone same. I'm going, I think we're all going Bills over, locking that in. Uh, Dolphins, I've gone under. I think they're going to get around nine wins. Pats, I'm going under as well. And then I will go Jets under. So I think the only <laughs> team that goes over is, yeah, Bills maybe. 
All right. Those are our over under picks for the AFC East. My last question to you guys is out of those four teams, who is going to come out on top? Bills. Bills. Has to be the Bills. 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 Laura, we've got three. I want it to be the Bills. I don't, I want it. I want it for them. Yeah. So, yeah, Bills. Right. Miami maybe is a sleeper. I don't know. I mean, they've got so yes. many good players. You went under for Miami. I know, I know, but I'm, I, I feel bad about it already. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I look. I'm with Laura. I want to say Bills, but something in the back of my head is just going. It's not going to happen, and so that concerns me a little bit. And I'm not quite sure what it is that's going to happen in this AFC East, but I would watch it quite closely. It's going to be an interesting one, as are all these divisions, I think, moving forward. Guys, as always, thank you for your time. It's always fun talking football, and we'll be back next week where we will talk all things week two of the preseason and see if any of our surprises change.